talking about solo outings that you might embark on in a city. Dining and drinking alone, or maybe going to museums, a concert, or taking in a ballet performance on your own. Now these are things that you might usually do with others, right? A group of friends, or maybe a date. But many of us, whether or not we're single, don't always have another person to enjoy a nice meal with, or go see your favorite band play on a Tuesday night. So what do you do? Skip it just because you don't have a buddy to come along? Hell no, you go solo. Last year, Open Table, a site for booking restaurant reservations, found that the fastest growing party size has been tables for one. For the past two years, one person reservations on Open Table have increased 62%. Now, I remember falling in love with dining and drinking alone while I was traveling alone in Prague several years back. Without the distraction of a travel partner, you're able to take in the sights, sounds, and tastes of a new place a little bit more deeply, I think. But if you're not accustomed to doing things on your own, I have a few colleagues who recently wrote about how to enjoy Washington, D.C. solo in the Post's weekend section, and I'm going to bring a few of them in to talk about what they love about that so much. So let's start by talking about solo dining and drinking. I'm here with Holly Simmons, who's the dining editor for Washington Post Express, and Fritz Hahn, the beer and bar columnist for the Post Weekend section. Hi, nice to be here. Um, So normally this is a dry podcast, meaning like not that the conversation is dry, but that we don't have any beverages. But I figured today, because of the topic, it would be acceptable to be drinking. So I just want to start off by saying cheers. Cheers. See you guys. nice right so both of you it's it's your job to like go out and try new restaurants and bars by yourself right yeah how often are you going to a place by yourself maybe um i would say about half the time i'm reviewing something and going out by myself wow and did you do that like did you ever drink alone before you were doing it for work no see it's funny when you when you tell people you know oh i drink alone you know i'm going out drinking alone everyone gives you this look of pity yeah like you don't have any friends or it's not the first stage of alcoholism (laughs) but in in reality you know i go out by myself and i see a lot of people who are also out by themselves you know sometimes it's because oh i'd had a long day at work and i just need to grab something on the way home and relax for a little bit and sometimes it's just because you know maybe you're the only one of your friends who wants to try this restaurant or maybe you're hungry and yeah. <laughs> you just want to eat something now, you know? Yeah. For me, I like to eat alone um, to kind of step away from a lot of the work dinners I do throughout the week. So usually mm-hmm. it's with a group of other media. So you're eating probably two or three times a week at restaurants, really nice meals with people that you don't necessarily want to eat with. So I like to dine alone um, just to kind of enjoy my meal and really, I savor the time alone. Yeah. yeah. So for people who might be more uncomfortable doing this, they don't do it every day, uh, what sort of words of advice would you have for them? Where's a good place to start? Like your first time eating alone should be like a fancy restaurant or fast yeah. casual. I think you can gradually work up to it. Um, I think bringing a book or a different kind of prop is always a really nice way for your first meal alone. It says... I'm here, I want to be in my quiet space, um, but it also gives you something to pay attention to. 
Um, the phone. So if you're going out and you want to maybe meet somebody and have a conversation, I think a phone sends a signal, I'm busy, don't interrupt me. Yeah. But a book... Is a conversation starter. Yeah, exactly. Now, I, I have a very kind of weird view on this in that I think there are two different ways of going to a bar by yourself. The first is that okay, I can't find anyone to go out with me, but I'm still going out. And that's when you go to your neighborhood bar Mm -hmm. or a pub you've been to before, some kind of place that has a really convivial bartender or good staff. And you know you're going to get drawn into a conversation. It's a a dive bar where you can chat next to the person next to you, sit next to you, and no one's going to look at you like you have two heads. The other is, like Holly said, when you just want to embrace it, and I tend to do that quite a bit. Um, I have my little notebook I take out, and I just scribble down thoughts. You know, I just want to be alone with my thoughts sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, a book is always a good way to do it. I try not to play on the phone just because you're not enjoying your time by yourself, I think, if you're, t- if you're checking Instagram and Twitter and whatever else constantly. Yeah, it's almost like if you were at a nice meal with somebody else, like you wouldn't be taking out your phone. And in a way, you're kind of like going on a date with yourself, right? That's a great and way so, to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you just, why would you treat yourself that way? By <laughs> <laughs> looking at Twitter or whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so I feel like often when I set out to do something alone, I end up meeting people, mm-hmm. right? And it's like the curse of being like a mildly attractive woman by herself <laughs> um, so I end up sometimes not being alone for very long um, do either of you have like a favorite story of a person you met or a conversation you had when you were dining or drinking alone that wouldn't have happened if you were out with other people I feel like I have a tendency to just meet interesting people you do I don't know yeah. what it is but I was sitting at Rose's Luxury in DC at the um, chef's counter and there was a young woman about my age to the left of me, and she was also dining alone. And you just kind of... You find each other. Oh, meeting, or what's that? Yeah. And you find ways to spark a conversation. And it turns out that she was from Scotland, and she owned a battle reenactment company. Cool. And she was traveling the United States, visiting you know Civil War battlegrounds and seeing how other people did their battle reenactments. Or, like, reconnaissance. <laughs> that was didn't even know that profession existed exactly so that was just a really um, random enjoyable conversation we ended up having i don't think i can top that one <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get drunk with a battle reenactment specialist i feel like that could get yeah, a little I, bit dicey <laughs> definitely watched what i said she was carrying a bayonet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay fritz so it's different if i were to maybe go to a bar by myself versus you as a man when well, you're out by yourself do you end up talking to strangers you end up saying i do i do and it's funny because i was saying i had i used to have a housemate who would say that whenever she went out to certain bars even ones she thought were classy like bourbon steak or a place like that and she could be reading or on her phone or whatever and and guys would still just come up and, and yeah. start conversations with her uh which was kind of interesting because i go to hotel i like hotel bars by myself yeah um there's probably also a lot of travelers who are kind of might you might be other people will also be alone. Exactly. Right? Um, and, you know, you do wind up having conversations with people. You do wind up um, also just enjoying yourself by yourself. Because the bartenders, if they are good, know, okay, well, this person's by himself. He's got a magazine. He's got a book. I'm just not going to really bug him that much. I'll make small talk for a bit. I'll read him, see how it is, and move along. You know? Um, whereas if I go to the tune in, that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, I'm going to wind up talking to a lot of people. Um, 
but no, I think you know the kind of bar you're going to. If you if you don't want to be bothered, I would say the nicer hotel bars and the upscale bars. I want to say not necessarily pickup joints. Yeah. are the ones where you're going to want to go. If you're at a classier place like that, that is a nice place to go by yourself because you're really going to be savoring the atmosphere. Like, why would you go to a dive bar by yourself? Like, yeah, you, you don't really want to be well, in a dive bar anyway. I mean, it, but if you go to a... The thing is that if you're not as comfortable going to a bar by yourself, I would strongly recommend going to a dive bar. I would strongly recommend going to a pub because in those kind of places, everyone at the bar talks to each other. That's true. And you won't yeah. be alone very long. Yeah. Um, I think it's the more upscale places where if you go by yourself, you don't necessarily have to talk to anybody. Got it. Got it. That makes sense. Um, and how do you avoid, like, just not looking like a creepy dude at the bar by yourself? I mean, there's definitely, like, a different vibe <laughs> no, that you no, give no, off. No, 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 no. Like, like if you're just, you know, <laughs> writing in your notebook versus, like, making eyes at all the ladies like it's a little bit different right yeah i think it is and i think you know there's also there are certain unwritten rules i think when you're sitting at a bar next to a woman i mean one of the ones that always uh stuck with me is at px in alexandria when they had their rules for the bar which i always thought was kind of cheesy what are the, yeah, what are the rules well, one of them was uh, one of them is um always let the lady speak first Huh? It's a bar. Does that just who enforces that? I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody enforces it. But I think it's you know if you don't guys who don't want to come across as creepy like mm-hmm. you, you have to be able to in the way that you hope that your bartender can read you to know that you want to be left alone. It helps if you can read the other person to mm-hmm. know if they want to be left alone. Um, if they're checking their phone, obviously they yeah. probably not going to want to talk to you. Yeah. Um. Let's but, see. you know, if they are just sipping their cocktail, kind of looking around, right. looking at the TV, Maybe you know, signals that's... signals you give to people. Yeah. And what... Wait, which signals should I watch for? <laughs> no, Holly, 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 we, we have to do this now. What, signal, what signals do we have to watch for? Lingering eye contact. Um... Oh, like a hair touch or yes. twirl. Yes, I learned right. that in Full House. Oh, an episode of very Full old school. <laughs> yeah. Um, Holly, when you wrote in the post recently about the pleasures of dining alone, you talked about something that's like near and dear to my heart in that you don't have to share with anyone. Yes. Which I feel like is huge. Um, I had this experience in Greece once by myself where I was in this totally romantic place, um, watching the sunset. It was like, you know, something that you would do on a honeymoon and I was doing it alone and I started to feel sorry for myself. And then I devoured like 20 delicious olives in this little tray that were brought to me. And I realized that I didn't have to share them with anyone <laughs> and how amazing that was. It's so fantastic. And you never have to worry about getting that perfect bite. You know, I'm all about the ratio bite. And so what is the ratio bite? So like, you know, if there's like a plate of steak and mashed potatoes and vegetables. I like a little bit of each. In, in each bite. bite. But if you're oh. eating with a companion, maybe they go straight for the potatoes and then they ruin the whole balance. So <laughs> it's nice to just eat the way you like at yeah. your own pace. I will also say there's nothing worse than going out with somebody and having, you know, getting two sandwiches and yours is the fantastic one and you take a bite of theirs and it's so disappointing and you say, oh, why did I let you have a bite of mine? What did I get in return? <laughs> I don't want this. This is dry. <laughs> Or, like, I don't know, I, I have all these dietary restrictions, and so mm. if I, I, my, the bane of my existence is, like, going out with other people to get tapas, because oh, I can't share. I'm just be like, I'm going to eat my tapas by myself. Yeah. You guys get whatever you want. But um, I feel like you don't have to, you don't have to worry about anybody else's 
yeah. tastes in food. You can eat whatever you want. You can stay as long as you want or as, make it as short as you want. And I never let it hold me back from ordering more. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't finish something, I'll just bring it home. You know, I never limit myself. The last time I was eating alone, I had a bartender talk me in. Bring me a shot. Yes. <laughs> this is like a Wednesday night. Um, <laughs> bring me a free shot. I was already drinking a glass of wine. And then when I finished dinner, he somehow talked me into getting like a three dessert thing instead of just wow. one. And it was like the most decadent meal ever. I left and I was like, this is ridiculous. But <laughs> also when you're dining alone, you have no one to talk you out of certain things that maybe you shouldn't be doing. That's true. So. That's true. <laughs> See, I really like going to Pizzeria Paradiso for happy hour by myself mm-hmm. um, because they do they do discounted pizzas and half price <clears throat> half price draft beer, and so I can go and have a beer or two. But the nice thing is, I don't let it stop me from ordering like a large pizza because then I got lunch for tomorrow. Yeah. You know? Before we wrap up, do you have any other favorite nuggets about dining and drinking alone? I think that dining alone has definitely become, as you mentioned with the statistics, um, you know, more common more popular. Um, I was a hostess before I was a journalist at one point. And I remember a woman came in and I said, just one, you know, table, just one. And she stopped me and she was like, actually, that's a little rude to assume that like just one. Yeah. And so it kind of shifted my view of eating alone. And, um, you know, I don't hear that now at nice places. Yeah. Sometimes they try to force you to the bar. Is that something that you... Yes, totally. Yeah. Do you like sitting at the bar if you're by yourself? Yeah, but sometimes it's nice to like have a proper table meal and have yeah. the full special fancy service. But a lot of times if it's crowded, I don't mind if they try to force me to the bar. But if I can tell it's an empty dining room, I'm like, actually, I want to sit at that table. Hmm. My one favorite thing about eating uh, eating alone is that it's so much easier for one person to get a seat at a bar mm. than for two people to get a seat at the mm-hmm. bar. You know, if you show up somewhere on a Friday night and the dining room is packed... And you go into the bar. There's always one seat by itself. Yeah, it's between a group of two. <laughs> so if you're on a date, one person sits down, one person stands, and you kind of have that awkward looking the other way, not really looking at the bartender kind of seating arrangement. Yeah. But if you go by yourself, you just you know slide right in there. And you're like, excuse me, and you've got a spot. And then you yeah. can eavesdrop on the other dates going on around you. That's probably my favorite. That's true. Eavesdropping oh, people, people watching is crazy. The eavesdropping in this town since <laughs> Tinder. Oh since Tinder, yeah. <laughs> what are your favorite places in D.C. to eat or drink alone and then maybe other in other cities? Because our listeners aren't all local. Yeah. Um, I just tend to go to crowded restaurants alone. It's so much easier, as Fritz mentioned, to get a seat. Um, you know, Rose's Luxury has a line at the door before they even open and then even when you are in line you have to wait for three hours to sit um sometimes i just stroll in and they lead me right to a table nice you know, it's right to a seat um yeah busy places yeah anywhere in other cities and you spend a lot of time well so i saw something recently over valentine's day dirt candy is a vegetarian right. restaurant okay. in new york and they offered a solo tasting menu Oh, specifically for people who were down huh, alone interesting. The yeah, and that was something I wanted to see more of. Like, yeah, I mean that'd be a pretty hard day to go out yeah. <laughs> to a romantic dinner for one. I think like yeah. I'm comfortable with this, but probably not on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Although maybe a challenge for next year. Yeah, I I like the popular places. Um, I think I mentioned Quill at the Jefferson is one of my favorite mm-hmm. places. It's a gorgeous gorgeous uh, hotel bar. They have a pianist, so you have something to listen to. No TVs, so mm-hmm. you're not distracted by that. Um, really good bartenders who make excellent cocktails. 
Um, but also, as Holly was saying, the crowded places. Uh, I don't know how many people I know who won't go to Church Key, which is a really popular beer bar in D.C. I don't know how people won't go there on a Friday or Saturday night. They say, oh, it's too crowded. You know, I waltz in there by myself, and I got to see at the bar within 10 minutes. You know, it's really... It's really not that bad when you're by yourself. Yeah, it is kind of like an easier way to yeah. do things. First of all, you only have your schedule to work yeah. around, and then no doodles. <laughs> no doodle and then um, it's a lot easier to get service once you're there. So no wonder these parties of one are growing. It perhaps is the only way you can get a seat at some yeah. of these yeah. restaurants. Also, I'll, one more thing I'll add is that people don't notice that you're alone as yeah. much as you probably feel it. You know, it's you probably feel really self-conscious. Oh my god, they know that I'm here alone. Yeah. But people are so wrapped up in their own little worlds that they're not paying attention. Don't let it hold you back from trying it out. Yeah, yeah unless unless they are looking for someone else who is alone. Yeah. They're not lo- they don't care. Nobody nobody cares. Cool. Well thank you both for coming on. Let's move out of the bar and restaurant scene to other things you might do solo, like visit a museum or take in a concert or ballet performance on your own. To do that, I'm here with my colleagues John Taylor and Amanda Erickson. John is an editor and writer at The Post, and Amanda is an opinion editor. Welcome, John and Amanda. Hey, Lisa. Hi. Hi. So both of you have written... Uh, for the weekend section about doing different things solo. Amanda goes to the ballet on her own, and John has been known to go to museums by himself. How do, these are, you know, somewhat unorthodox things to do alone. How did you get started going to the ballet solo, Amanda? Um, well, I've always really loved uh, going to dance shows, and I, it started because I just sort of had trouble uh, finding people to go with me. Um, yeah. And But it was also sort of I was a little bit self-conscious to go with other people because even though I love dance, I, like, didn't have anything intelligent to say about it. I just, Hmm. like, really loved the visceral experience of watching it. Um, And I just decided to kind of go one time on my own, and it was really pleasant and fun. Um, Where did you go? Did you go to the Kennedy Center? mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, and I I started going sort of on my own regularly, and it's nice to go to events on your own because you can avoid the hassle of trying to find someone to go with and coordinate coordinate schedules and then like oh am I holding this person up and, and you don't have to say anything smart to yourself right although I'm sure you have smart thoughts about ballet um, go on <laughs> yeah and it's like you can just like decide that day I'm gonna go to the ballet and then buy a ticket and it feels very like sophisticated 19th century French courtyard <laughs> um and John how did you end up going to museums by yourself so I have a weird schedule at uh-huh. work, as many of us do. Um, so it started, I would say, a few years ago where I was working late a couple nights a week, and then I would just bang out of here early on a Friday while my wife was still at work. We've been married for years now, almost a decade. Um, so I would go early and um, to the Portrait Gallery, American Art Museum. They have the Kogod Courtyard there. It's, it's a beautiful spot. Two museums in one. It's free. We're really lucky in D.C. to have all of these free museums. And I would just start wandering through the museum. Um, I described this in the piece, but it's such a big museum that you can do something different every time you go. Even if you go every Friday, There's you can drink there, you can read, you can eat, uh, you can shop, and you can look at art. And they rotate things through a lot. So that's how I got, kind of got started doing that. 
You don't have to do that awkward museum dance where you're like, no. are you done with this room yet? Or like, I'm going to keep going ahead. Do I need to tell you that? What's right. going, you know, like what's taking you so long? And we do that a lot. I mean, she always laughs when we do go to museums because she ends up circling me because I, I read every single word. Oh, wow. By, you know. The mark of the, an editor. Right. Um, you know, it's a learning experience for mm-hmm. me. So I read everything. and She kind of reads and jumps and reads and jumps. Um, so, yeah, it, I think a dance is a good way to put it. I feel like I'm much more like your wife, and for that reason, I have a lot of anxiety about going to museums with other people. Yeah, because I just want to like go at my own pace. Mm-hmm. So I think museums are actually great alone activities. Yeah, and yeah. you also don't really have to. It's the kind of thing you don't really have to talk to anyone else while you're mm-hmm. there. It's kind of. And I, I did describe it as reading a book, and I think part of that is because museums so often now there is so much reading involved. Whether you're looking at a. a you know, at a particular exe- exhibition, uh, a painting, you know, a lot of paintings, they'll have something I'm showing you, which works really well in a podcast. <laughs> um, you know, there'll be like a foot deep description yeah. of, you know, something about the author or something about the painting itself, uh, sometimes more about the time period. Um, it really can be a learning experience and people read at different paces or some people don't read. Yeah, so. or you can do the audio tour, which yes. I always like. Which, if you're doing that with somebody else, then like, yeah. it's why are it's, you even there with somebody? Oh, the worst is when the person wants to share the audio tour. <laughs> like, yeah, you, you have know. the one like weird right. phone thing, yeah, and you're leaning towards awkward. each other. Um, or yeah, you're walking around with two iPods, and you're like both staring at it and clicking forward, and yeah. So. Um, kind of feel like doing things alone is a little bit of a gateway drug to doing other things alone. <laughs> um, what has, you know, if this was not your first experience in like a solo outing, like what other types of things do you like to do on your own rather than with somebody else? I, um, I really like traveling alone. I think because um, I can just do whatever I want. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm traveling with someone else. I feel sort of accountable. I mean, you should feel accountable. Yeah, to yeah, other people, yeah. But like, <laughs> Make sure that, like, your partner doesn't get lost or... Like, yeah. I remember I went to Cairo alone. Um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had been traveling with this group of women in Istanbul. Um, and they were driving me crazy. Yeah. And so I just said, I'm going to, like, go to Cairo. Um, and I remember I just, like, went to Cairo. And I didn't know anything. I didn't know any Arabic. And I when just, was this? Pre-Arab Spring. It was a week before the Arab Spring. Oh, my goodness. Actually, yeah. Wow. Um, but I ate, like, a pastry every day for lunch because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I, like, hired someone to give me, like, a personalized tour. Um, and I just walked around and, like, listened to podcasts, and it was excellent. But I never would have done it. It never would have structured a vacation that way if I was with someone else. Yeah. No, definitely my favorite parts about traveling by myself is that you just have complete control over your time and what you want to do and where you want to eat and all of that. And it's pretty great. Um John, what else do you like this, to do? This is going to sound weird, but shop, frankly. For um, the clothing and stuff? For anything. Yeah. Um, if I go into a grocery store to shop, um, I mean, we've gotten better at shopping together, but uh-huh. I kind of like to move at my own pace, uh-huh. maybe let's do a podcast. Yeah. I'm one of those people, um, get what I want. Um, There's no one to negotiate with. Right, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, shopping and, like, yeah, even something silly like going to the mall or walking down the street, you know, bouncing in and out of shops. Um, I kind of like doing that by myself sometimes. Yeah. Are, um, you, are you an introvert? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> are you an introvert? No, I am an extrovert, but I have very strong introvert tendencies. And, yeah, you know, John, few. now that you say this about your schedule, I'm thinking... I used to have a similar sure. schedule. I worked 4 p.m. to midnight when I was like 23 mm-hmm. to 28 or so. 
27 maybe and it just by force of habit it kind yeah. of like or by for not force of habit but force of schedule like it forces you to do all these things by yourself that you right. wouldn't necessarily do and it's so freeing <laughs> well and also i mean working that schedule i mean when i first started at the post yeah. i was doing the same thing yeah. four to midnight so i would even then you know, go to the coat. I always end up at that portrait gallery, really. Yeah. But they would, I would see something interesting. Like, well, I'll just go on my way to work and do it. Once again, it's free. Yeah. And you can just go see it and leave. And you're not losing any money. You're not like, I'm out 25 bucks or something. Like yeah. That. I don't know how many times I've bought two concert tickets to a show mm. where I end up being like the only person who goes. Sometimes you can sell a single ticket. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard. Um, I haven't gotten around to like just buying one ticket which I probably mm-hmm. should just do because, um, yeah, I think the first time I ended up at a concert by myself was sort of like I hadn't planned to go by myself, but right. I went with a colleague who was reviewing the show for okay. the post. And very quickly I found out I was her plus one, but she was reviewing. So I basically was there alone right, right. and it was this really crowded show. And um, I remember just kind of like dancing around by myself thinking like, oh, I also have concert tickets like later this week and I don't know who I'm bringing to that show. And I, and I thought, like, well, maybe I'll meet someone between now and then. And, mm-hmm. like, right at that moment, this guy next to me, like, started dancing with me. And we ended up, like, dating for three months. And he came to that show with me. And, like, oh, it was cool. just sort of, like, not something that... It was my first concert alone. And right. I definitely went to others after that. And have had friend... You know, I have a friend who goes to a lot of concerts by himself. And he was like, Lisa, that is not the normal experience. <laughs> just, like, go to a concert alone and, like, pick up a boyfriend. But uh, because it happened to me once, I was like, oh, this is easy and amazing. Mm-hmm. But that is not always how it goes. Amanda, I loved this uh, part in, in your piece that you wrote for the weekend section about... Um, sort of when you're at the ballet by yourself just like kind of dancing your arms around and part of it is because I know you and I can see you doing this but um okay as an amateur I don't have the vocabulary to chat about what I've seen alone I can enjoy I can enjoy the primal visceral sensation of watching humans do something they shouldn't be able to given the rules of gravity and anatomy I move my feet I bounce up and down sometimes I feel my arms rising in time with the dancers um afterward I skip and twirl out of the theater, moved by the power of movement without feeling like an idiot in front of my friends. First of all, as a friend of yours, I would say you can dance and twirl in front of me whenever <laughs> you, you want. I, I mean, I'm not really, like, very self-contained in general. <laughs> um, do you actually do those things? Uh, yeah, I was, actually, I was with a friend uh, at a dance. It's like sacrilege, but we went to the alley <laughs> together. Um, and we were just, like, dancing. It was crazy. It was like we were co- overcome by, like, the beauty of the movement. We were, like, dancing in the hall. It was kind of, it was, it was a very powerful, like, moment. Yeah. You were dancing like no one's watching. Yeah, but people were. But it was fine. But you don't know them. So it's, like, yeah, it as if. Matter. It doesn't matter. It's great. I love it. I know. I do, like, when I see dance, I have this idea that, like, maybe if I just try it, I would be a dancer. And so I always want to try the moves, even though, like, mm. You know, I haven't trained for 25 years as a dancer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have not 90 pounds, but... Does it make you feel more connected to the performance if you're moving your body around, sort of, even in your chair? I think it just gives me a better appreciation for, like, how hard it is. Because I feel like all good dance looks easy, and then you try it, and you're like, oh. <laughs> no, actually, that's really hard. Yeah. That's what I'm learning from my Beyonce dance class, actually. Ooh. Beyonce dance class. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to be... You're not doing that alone. Nice. You're doing that with a buddy. With a colleague, yeah. Okay, yeah. That would be... Are you guys going to perform? I kind of want to watch this. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Okay. But we make videos at the end of every class, so. 
Amazing. Well, I want to watch the video. Um, any words of advice for people who might be skittish about going off and exploring the city on their own? What makes it easier? Read Weekend. Going out guide. <laughs> um, look for things you're interested in. I think that's that's part of it. Um, perhaps you need an inspiration, and maybe the inspiration is not, I really need to do something by myself, but mm-hmm. the inspiration is, there's something I really want to see, or there's something I really want to do. Um, don't wait for someone to go with you. Just do it. Yeah. There's no reason not to. There's Uber. There's Metro. Uh, so many free things or cheap things to do. Just do it. Um, you know, my example is museums, and it's a really easy one to do around here. Um, and again, in and out, you can do it as long as you like. Yeah. Do it all day. You do it for an hour, 30 minutes, no harm done. Well, I guess, let's think, if I was afraid to do something on my own, it would be because I would feel self-conscious, I guess, right? Yeah, probably. But I or felt bored. Or Worried bored. that you would be bored, mm-hmm. I guess? And I guess... I just, it, I never feel like people are wondering why I'm not with someone else. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Like, even at a bar, where most people are not alone. So yeah. Bar reading. Yeah. And um, I want to mention that both of you do have significant others, as mm-hmm. do Holly and Fritz, who were on here earlier. So, it's not necessarily about, like, being lonely and not having anyone to do something with. It's more just kind of like, there's this thing that I want to do, and I'm going to do it or else I'll miss out. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of like a fear of missing out that um, motivates people to do things on their own, too. My yeah. wife went to the theater last weekend by herself mm-hmm. because I was sick, or two weekends ago. I was supposed to go, but I didn't. Oh, what'd she see? Um, it was City of Conversation at Arena Stage. Uh-huh. We had tickets, and I just could not go because I would have been coughing and snorting and hacking through the whole thing. Well, Sneezing. Next, next time your wife needs a date, let me yes, know. Yes, I will. <laughs> I don't know her, but I'd be happy to go. (laughs) Thanks to all of our guests today. We've had a blast getting together to talk about being alone, as strange as that sounds. And special thanks to our producer, Pamela Kirkland. If you have questions or want more tips for your next solo in the city outing, you can find all of our guests on Twitter. Holly is at Holly Unedited. That's H-O-L-L-E-Y on her first name. Fritz is at Fritz Hahn. John is at John M. Taylor. Amanda is at Amanda Wapo. And I'm at Lisa Bonus. Now get out there and have some fun solo adventures. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.